0: It's Christmas time. Silver bells, silver bells. Okay, babe, babe, babe. It's Christmas time. Are you really going to keep singing? In the city. I'm excited, babe. It's Christmas time. I know. Welcome to Why or Why Not with the Watsons. And now, here are your hosts, Benjamin and Kirsten Watson. Welcome to Why or Why Not with the watsons
1: yay that sounded good
0: so today we're going to talk about this episode is obviously christmas and we're going to talk about a little bit of our traditions as a family um kind of getting into that christmas spirit uh how do we do gifts with all these kids um How do we how do we how do we celebrate Christmas? Every family, I believe, has different Christmas traditions. And so I think the great thing about any holiday is that we're able to form those things and maybe some carryover from what we did when we were younger. Um, As you come together and you get married or if you're single or whatever, different stages of life, you do different things, have different traditions, depending on what's happening uh, in the during the year. I think that, you know, each year is different when it comes to Christmas. So um, this is an exciting time.
1: For sure. I think I put the tree up earlier than I ever have in my entire life. I was so ready to see a Christmas tree. It didn't have ornaments on it for a long time, but it was on. The timer was on. The lights came on, and it just made me feel really good. So the, tree, was, the,
0: tree, the tree is naked. The tree is naked.
1: Na- it was naked, yeah. but, you know, it was up, and the lights came on, <laughs> and it was – two weeks before Thanksgiving that it went up, but I was fine with that. So I feel like I've been preparing for this for some time.
0: Well, that made you feel good. This has been a long year.
1: It has been a, in long a lot
0: year. of ways for a lot of people, um, you know, for us in our special way, but for everybody, it's been a long year. It seems like talking to other people, everybody's ready just to celebrate and to, and to get their mind off some of the other things that's happening. So, Hey, what the heck, if you want to put your tree up, you know, three weeks <laughs> before Thanksgiving, <laughs> Hey, do it
1: right and you're getting ready to celebrate it and like you said i think it's it's good for us to think about when we go into this holiday that we all come from somewhere we have these experience around this holiday whether it's putting the, up the tree at a certain time whether it's certain foods but we all come into this christmas time with things that we remember when we were a kid and for me I remember one of my favorite parts of Christmas was on Christmas day, looking at the Christmas footage. So my mom would set up a camera video camera that would be pointing to the fireplace. And it was the the camera to see Santa come down and put the Christmas presents under the tree. And every year without fail, It was broken. There was like just blackness and we didn't see anything. But every year I hoped that the camera would work. And I just remember that as a little kid, like just looking forward to seeing what was going to be there. Or it was just a fireplace and nothing went, you know. And I just, that was just the one thing I just loved. Let me guess, let me
0: guess. You you left cookies out there and skim milk too, didn't you?
1: Absolutely. And when he was on a diet, we left cookies carrots and celery and you know it was just that whole idea
0: around yeah we, we ain't never had that problem in my house first of all first of all we, we had no camera so we did not have a camera set it set up anywhere because oh, we gosh. didn't have a video camera secondly i don't know if we had a chimney or not if oh, okay. we did it wasn't cleaned out and i do know that if a fat white man comes down your chimney. <laughs> He is not coming down there to give you anything.
1: Oh my goodness! And so,
0: that's and so we we, we 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 didn't we didn't have that we didn't have that issue in okay, our house. But, that's but, but, but fine. But that's, that's the point. Mine. That's the that's point. Mine. There's different. There's different traditions. So she I wins. appreciate what? you. For, I appreciate you for sharing your traditions. And anybody oh, who had that tradition is wonderful.
1: Well, okay. Well, what did you look for? I did right see. Kid? I did
0: see um, my mom kissing Santa Claus though. <laughs>
1: Don't even have a response to that. What was the thing you look forward
0: to as a kid? I look forward to quite honestly. I look forward to my aunt's present. Aunt Kathy. Yes, Aunt Kathy. I look forward (laughs) to Aunt Kathy's present, and no slight against anybody else. But um, you know, our Christmas, we we will wake up. So we lived. We lived in Virginia, and when we didn't live in Virginia, we would always go back to Virginia for Christmas. We would always spend Christmas with my dad's side in virginia and we go to grandma's house at granddaddy's house and and we would do our christmas at home first and for much of my childhood we lived on the other side of the block from my grandparents from my dad's parents and so we would mm-hmm. just walk around the block with our christmas gifts that we made usually we would make something out of fruits and berries or nuts and glue it <laughs> and glue it together popsicle sticks you know i know they looked at our gifts and was like what is this bench i don't want this done it's a rock painted my cousin i gave him a rock one time that was painted like a football
1: that was nice. That's yeah,
0: sweet. it was. It was. I gave it to him and he said, you know what? Some dude stole my bike. I'm going to run up to him and say, hey, y'all want to play football? And I'm going to bust him in the head with the rock. Uh- so the gift actually helped. But anyway, I look forward so much to Aunt Kathy's gifts. And I can remember, I can remember one time, uh, you know, I wanted a Nintendo so badly. And it felt like everybody had the Nintendo. I didn't think I was going to get it. And lo and behold, Aunt Kathy and Grandma came through with the Nintendo. <laughs> That was my favorite gift ever.
1: (laughs) That's awesome. Well, you mentioned this. We are going to talk a little bit about some of our family traditions that we've done. But I think one thing that is hard or can be hard about this season is how we spend money. And I remember, I tell you, our premarital counseling, y'all have heard some of our other stuff. I mean, it opened my eyes to a lot of things that you experienced that I just didn't know when we were dating. (laughs) But... (laughs) One thing we did discuss in premarital counseling was how we were going to spend money around gifts for our family. This is before we had kids. And I think we had a lot of beneficial conversations, but I think that's one thing when I'm hearing when I'm with friends or people that I not even, don't even know, we're just talking about Christmas. It's how much money you have to spend on everyone else. So I think it might be beneficial for us to kind of talk about how we discussed that before we were married and then how we, that has kind of changed over the times of 15 years of us being married, because it might be helpful some of you all, I have friends out there who buy for every, everybody. And I, y'all, y'all do, y'all are great because you know exactly what to get people and you have this method and you have, there's like even apps you can go on and help you to organize who you're buying for. Like that's just, I, I just don't have that. But <laughs> we did discuss it. And I think it's important that we always talk about being mindful and discussing things. So that way everything's out on the table and then you can enter into into. Things with an open mind and understanding where you're coming from. So, let's talk about how we manage fa- family gifts for Christmas.
0: Well, 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 finances first of all are one of the, well, um, p- perhaps the leading issue when it comes to relationships. When we look at statistics and what breaks up relationships a lot of times has to do with 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 finances and and this is no different it it can be a wonderful time like christmas but if you have issues with your finances and with deciding what you want to spend on and who you want to spend it on and how much you want to spend it on even if it is your most loved loved one there could be an issue when it comes to your relationship and so we did we we talked about it but i think the, the gift giving looked different before we had kids So when it it was just me and you, uh, we approached it one way. Um, I, I I did not hold back on you, babe. I got you. (laughs) I got you whatever. I I, would have got, I would have bought you the sun, moon and stars. If I, if I could, we had a place to hold it. Um, gosh, but with our siblings, we, we, you know, initially we we did buy gifts for each person. Right.
1: Right. So it's, Benjamin, you come from a family of six and I have just a family of two kids. So in the beginning, we were very. it was more like we set a price for each person and we just spit that. So if there's something that they wanted, like, you know, I just had a lot of time, too. So I could just buy specific gifts for you know, each of our our, our siblings. And then we got to a point where just everyone got a gift card and we were able to manage it that way. So everybody got something when it came to our siblings and we just decided on what that price would be. And it wasn't necessarily the same because we had some siblings that were, um, in college, we had some that were still only in, you had, you know, your brothers and sisters were still in middle school. So like they didn't need the same amount. But we did go in saying, setting what it was, talking about it and sending everybody what we thought was appropriate for their age.
0: And then for our parents, we always thought it was great to give them you know, something like food. A joint got, gift. Yeah, some sort of joint gift, whether it be my parents love, you know, they're all from the DMV area. They love, you know, crab legs or we yeah. get them something having to do with pecans. I think one time we did like a vacation for them that they, they wanted to go on some cruise or something like that. So kind of an, an experience, you know, for our parents. But but then, you know, now once people started having kids, we said we got to start picking names out of you. <laughs>
1: Right. So I think once we started having kids and people started getting older when it came to our siblings, you know, those those things kind of changed and they started reciprocating to our children. And so that was kind of like unspoken how it happened. Um, but then when we start having nieces and nephews, I'll tell you one of the most beneficial conversations I had with my sister-in-law um, with when they had two kids was we just talked about what, how did we want to approach Christmas and how do we want to approach birthdays? And this is when we still, we had five and they had two. And so it can become a lot and it become expensive when you're trying to do a birthday and a Christmas and that kind of thing. So we just decided, you know what, we're just not going to give gifts for Christmas to each for our nieces and nephews. We'll either do something for the family or not, but that we would go all out for birthdays. Like birthdays were special and they were spread out during the year. And so that really kind of helped the conversation. It's not that we don't love our nieces, um, and nephew, um,
0: but they just live far away. I mean, they're halfway around the world. If I got to pay for <laughs> shipping and handling, I mean, this is...
1: Listen, this is even if they were living <laughs> in the United States, when they were living in the United States, it was just really good for me to have that conversation with her. So it wasn't like a hurt feeling, or you don't care about my kids at Christmas. But it was just like, let's. we, we both had the same idea that Christmas was for... You know how they celebrated, and we could just celebrate them on their birthday. And so that really took out a lot of people when it came as we have more nieces and nephews, because it's just that understanding that we're going to really celebrate hard for your birthday, but Christmas time, you know, we don't really have to. We're not expected to do anything. And I think that was just a great conversation um, to have. So I'll, again. This is not the right way, but these are things that helped us because, you know, Christmas can become very demanding and it, it can become nerve wracking trying to buy gifts for people. And I guess for me too, since I kind of, uh, would you say Benjamin do most of the gift buying when you have these honest conversations about what's expected or what we're not going to do, it just takes some of the, the ease off of having to do things and being nervous and trying to find the right gift. And even with the siblings now, we don't really give everybody a gift, but we all pick names. So, but then it's just one gift that you have to give. And it just still is fun, but it also really helps you to really identify what we're really trying to celebrate. Yeah, yeah communication. And it, it, the just, communication you, is you good. You had a
0: conversation. You had a conversation. Right. Conversations save a lot of calamity. And That's especially true. around uh, th- this time of year, I can remember you know, kind of taking a step back to a little bit of our earlier conversation. I can remember being a kid and walking around the mall Remember, the mall stay open late during Christmas time. I can remember being with my dad. The man has one sister (laughs) and one one brother. And I can remember walking around with him. The mall closed 930 or 10 o'clock. I remember walking around like 959 trying to figure out what gift he's going to get. I don't know what to get We're walking around in circles around the mall and just to stress. And you're looking around at all these people at the mall. You no, know, now we don't shop at the mall as much as we did back then. But Christmas just became this, this, this big stressor um, that is really not supposed to be about that. I mean, when we talk about Christmas and we talk about celebrating the birth of Christ and all that goes around with that, it's supposed to be a very, very joyous time. Mm-hmm. And, and it still is a joyous time, but when you're able to, like you said, have a conversation with family members, set expectations outside of the house as well as inside of the house with yours with your spouse and your and your children, then you're able to really focus, I think, and enjoy the truth of what Christmas really is and really lean into that because you're not encumbered uh, by worrying about, did you get the right gift? Uh, is, is it on time? Did you not, did you get this person a big enough gift and not a big enough gift for this person? All those things that kind of happen um, can be dealt with, I think with, with the conversation. And yes, I am thankful for you because you do do most of actually I'm going to go ahead and say you do pretty much all of the Christmas shopping. Hey, look, look y'all, I'm just as surprised on Christmas day as the kids are like wow you got a daddy thank you man i'm surprised i'm surprised to see you but that's a great gift I, I look forward to christmas i'm gonna learn a whole bunch of new stuff
1: <laughs> this is true this is true but okay so let's keep moving on so let's talk about santa and elf on the shelf now listen <laughs> before we go here understand let me just put the statement out there that this is what we do in our home. We're not, there's, listen, that's just, I'm just going to say that. That's what we do. And based on what we've already told you and what you just heard Benjamin say, it's very, we are really trying to keep the focus, the main thing, the main thing. And so for me, with all these people in this house, like I just can't do any, anything extra. (laughs) And so for me, Figuring out what this elf has to do every single day in a different position in the house and what he's... Listen, I do not, do not have the time to do it. I love that other people do it and he's sneezing and he has on a mask now and he's over here and doing He's on vacation. Listen, our elf would be on vacation for the whole time because... Our our
0: elf would have been disappeared once the twins got a hold of his little boy. We wouldn't be able to find that elf. The elf would have been in hiding. Been terrorized, terrorized elf. Exactly, Elf in the the corner. He wouldn't be on the shelf no more.
1: (laughs) I know behind the trash can. Yeah, so we we don't do Elf on the Shelf, and in terms of Santa, we alluded to it before. We grew up very differently around the idea of Santa, and when we decide, when we got married, and when we had this conversation beforehand about what we were going to, you know, do for our family, you know, as you've learned with us, a lot of things we take from what we grew up with and we figure out what's, what we want to do with our family. And so when it came to Santa, y'all already heard what Benjamin said about Santa uh, and about what he's not doing. And just for the record, he talked about a big fat white man coming down the chimney. We had all black Santas in my house. and so I don't even, that is like, all of ours were brown skinned in my house, just for the record. There, there are brown Santas out here that you can buy for your families. Just she, was so like, every- Santa,
0: she was like, Santa was white? I had no idea. I, 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 I didn't know they made white I was like, I didn't know they made black Santa, but hey, we all learned something new.
1: Exactly. You're saying,
0: Santa can be whatever you want him to be because he is a fictitious character. He can be whatever color you want him to be.
1: Exactly. So I'm just putting that out there that I did not grow up that way, but nonetheless, we decided that we are not going. We did. We weren't going to do Santa, and that came out of a lot of conversation about what we really wanted Christmas to be about, and mm-hmm. how would we best provide that in our home? And how would we best support our kids in understanding what that meant? Because the last thing I wanted, everybody knows the kid who told you that Santa wasn't real, right? Hopefully it's all adults listening to this, but everybody knows that kid. Either you were the kid that received the news or you were the kid that told the news, right? And I remember thinking, my biggest fear was that my kids, because of what we decided to do in our house, that they would become the ruiners, so to speak, to someone else's family, and so that we were very intentional about the conversations um around um how we were gonna do Santa and what we were deciding for our family and how they weren't gonna at least I was concerned about how they were gonna communicate that to other people
0: yeah we 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 didn't yeah again we, we we went back and forth on this. I mean, we got to be honest. We went back and forth on what we were going to do moving forward, and we came to a joint decision. But th- th- there was some, there were some discussions. I think you felt like I was like trying to gut your gut your uh, your childhood or something like that. And I really wasn't. I really wasn't. But you know, I think we we just we just decided to be honest with the kids about you know where the gifts came from. I love I love Christmas specials. Y'all look at me crazy. When I want to watch, you know, Rudolph and all those sorts of things. But I this love the true. idea. Of, you do. And I'm always looking like, what, why are there no Christmas specials coming on? Like, what is going on? I want the kids to watch them. They hate Charlie Brown. I love it. Um, so so we, we watch Santa, but we just never told the kids that that's where their gifts came from. Right. Um, I've had, you know, surgery after surgery after surgery. <laughs> um, I got beat up for, oh, a for a long time. I know where this is going. And uh, I work way too hard for Santa to get the credit for the gifts <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 I, that I purchased with my torn ligands. So uh, <laughs> we always said that the, gifts, that the gifts came from us. But we also told them, you know, other people believe in Santa and they enjoy that part of Christmas. And, and, and that's great for their family. That's just not the decision that, that we decided to make for ours. So everybody needs to make their own decision. Um, I- and, and, and I think with this, there's no, there's no right or wrong answer. Um, when it comes to how you want to celebrate um, that, th- there's, you know, I don't think it's a condemnation thing or anything like that. Um, it's just deciding what works best for your family.
1: Right. I want to share, I'll share one quick story that, so I said, I grew up with Santa and I never felt that my parents um, I never questioned their honesty toward me or or what they told me to be true because i've later found out about it like i never questioned that it was just something that i experienced as a kid um that i enjoyed and i remember speaking with a friend of mine uh, that i had met when we had moved cities and her kids were older and then they found out and one of her kids and they're believers and then her her daughter looked at her and she said, well, if you, t- if you kept telling me that Santa was real and he's not, she was, is that the same for God? And this, that might seem super extreme to some people. Cause I remember thinking, gosh, I would have never taken it that, that far, but this was a re- a friend that it's really happened to her. And so just this idea around this, this miss, like fun, silly, you know, this magic, as people say, of being this innocence of being a child. You know, I remember when she was telling me this, our kids were two and three. So they were really very, very young. Um, And just this idea that her child questioned, well, I can't see God. I can't see Jesus. You know, he does things for this whole idea that some of these same parallels that they had done with with Santa that she now had to with it was being in question because her daughter was old enough, you know, to know. So you you just know each kid's different. I just think those are things that, I mean, clearly, you know, her kid, her child did not turn away from the faith, but it was just an honest conversation that they had to have and explain something that maybe she wasn't thinking was going to be that serious or that that child was going to take that seriously. So, you know, again, it's always about being mindful and being um, aware that what we present to our kids, it it matters, Mm -hmm. right? It matters. And each child will be different. But I remember after her saying that, I remember being convicted that, you know, we're just going to tell the truth about where these gifts come from. They come from me and daddy. Does Santa bring you gifts? No, he doesn't bring you gifts. Is Santa real? Well, is Mickey Mouse real? Is Big Bird? All these things. that These are characters, right, that we enjoy, that we, we learn about during certain areas. But does, you know, the whole idea about the gifts and naughty and nice lists and all that stuff like that, we just tend to tell the truth on, um, in terms of that being a character and that really not happening in our house. And when I tell when they're out in school or wherever, and someone's like, "Is Santa real?" Our kids will never say he's not real. Um, like they I said, look they go, on their face though. They do have a because <laughs> people will say, "What is Santa bringing you?" And they're all looking at them like, like, huh? like don't you know? That's how they're looking at the adult. But um,
0: but then that's a good point. I, you know, whatever you decide as, as parents, you prepare your kids to answer that question. So whether right. you are a family that decides that you're going to do Santa Claus till they're 10 or 12 or whenever they just figured out on their own, whatever that is, you know, people are going to ask them about it and they're going to come from a different, different, differing worldviews. And so whether you're at church or school or the grocery store or uh, at your, at your team's practice, especially around Christmas time, adults are going to ask your kid and it's important for them to feel confident in however they're going to answer that question.
1: Yeah. It's and be tough. ready to have a hard conversation
0: with them sometimes if they find people that that differ from them.
1: Right. And again, it's about having the conversation. So <clears throat> as Benjamin said, I am the primary gift buyer um, of the house. And I remember when our kids were very, very young, I think we only had two y'all. I was off the chain. Like I bought, had books and I was just so excited for them to come down and have this look of amazement of all this stuff under the tree and for them to have to be able to unpack and unwrap things forever, <laughs> like take a break. And I just remember Benjamin looking at me. He was like, Kirsten, who, who who, who, do you think lives in this house? Like, why are there so many? I mean, like every little thing I, I like, I wrapped so they would be able to undo. And y'all, I don't do that anymore. I learned that
0: Look, we had enough gifts for a small country. <laughs> I kid you not. We have been to countries where they did not have this many gifts in the entire Stop. country.
1: It was not that. Stupid. I mean, they talk
0: about five, what is it, six, seven food groups, whatever it is. They, <laughs> they had gifts for all the food groups. They had books. They had electronics, STEM, puzzles, clothing. Stop. Here's some vegetables. Stop
1: it okay I admit I'm admitting to you right now that I went overboard I was just very excited Look, it,
0: took, it would take it would take us with two kids that were three and two probably a good <laughs> hour to hour and a half just to open the gifts
1: they, they didn't even know how to open gifts at that point it was really pathetic I, I went overboard I get it I, I admit but you had false. a vision
0: but you had a vision and parents it's okay. Yeah. you know it's okay I mean part, part of the excitement of Christmas is seeing the smile on your kids faces we, we waited the entire year and and you have an opportunity really to to, to see them to see them smile the worst mm-hmm. thing though is when they open a gift and they move on to the next one and you were expecting a big smile and you got uh, nothing from that one This is true, but but, you know that's what. happened. That has has. happened. But we lived and we learned. We moved on. Um, I I probably chastised you uh, a little bit. I'm sorry for that. Um, And and we and we we moved on. So we we don't do as many gifts now because now if we did the same thing with seven kids, we would have enough gifts for um, for not a small country, but probably half the world.
1: Stop it. It was not that serious. But the point is this: uh, the point is taken that, again, you you do things and then sometimes you realize, you know what, maybe we need to change this around. And I remember the first time someone told me about the three gifts, Mm -hmm. like, you know, something to wear, something to read, something they want. I can't remember however that goes. But I was like, huh, three, just three something aware, something. Okay. Let's do that. And yeah, you know, I remember the first time we did this, we lived in New Orleans, Louisiana. We had four kids and one of them was a baby. So he doesn't even really count. So we really had three. I mean, I mean, he counts, but you know what I mean? And I remember looking <laughs> under the tree and thinking they're not going to be happy. Like literally thinking like having like, should I just go to CVS and get something to put underneath there? Cause there's nothing underneath there. And I was freaking out.
0: I wasn't.
1: This, <laughs> we know, like, this is a <laughs> terrible idea, but y'all, I tell you, they came down. It was three things that they really wanted and they were not big because they were only four, four, five, and three. No, that can not be four, three, two, four, three, two. And it was things that they had picked out and I had gotten and y'all, they played with these. They were, first of all, they were so excited. And they played with everything, not only just that day, but every day. They were so grateful and they were overwhelmed with so much stuff that they did not know what to do with. And that for me was the eye opener of, okay, you say you believe that this is all about Jesus. This is about the birth of Christ. Your actions have shown you that it's really about your toys, their toys and the things that they get. And your satisfaction of seeing that you can provide that for them and you have, you're really out of whack. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it was such an eye opener to say, Kirsten, you know, like get your priorities straight since you're the main one buying the gifts. Like you are going to control the temperature of this home on Christmas morning and what they're going to see is important. And so you need to get that together. And since then, it's been different in this house. I feel like the atmosphere of what's expected on Christmas morning is different, um, but it's a lot more grateful because it's not so much stuff. It's, It's just based on a lot of other things.
0: Yeah, I agree. And, and I guess the encouragement there is that we can change that whatever path you're on right now, when it comes to Christmas gifts and if you've even thought about it, or if you're still thinking about it, you can change. You don't have to keep doing what you always did. And as leaders of our families, it's, it's imperative that we consider those things and that we change when it's necessary. Um, our children will learn and they will get used to what they get used to. They'll they'll be OK. <laughs> they'll, they'll they'll grow up. And quite honestly, if you think about Christmas gifts, if you buy a Christmas gift that really grabs your child's attention for more than three, four weeks, you're doing really well, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's from the breaking to the kids just losing interest. I mean, there's so many gifts that you see lying around that we end up throwing away because they just become, become clutter. Um, and if that's the case, it wasn't that important in the first place. And so mm-hmm. I think teaching the children this um, and even being honest, you know, we, we got all these gifts, but you know what we could do? We, we could get each of you a couple of gifts that you love. Maybe you get one. And what about, what are some things that you want to throw away, or not even throw it, but give away mm-hmm. that you've had that you're not even you're not even using anymore? So, I think the encouragement for parents is 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 to to reduce, but also to 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 rethink um, how we even approach the holiday in a way that 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 yes, you receive, but you also understand the importance of giving because Christmas truly is about giving.
1: That's so true. And I i mean, I just really encourage you. I mean, then you know, you feel bad, like this is just such a hard year. I just want to get them so many things. And just remember that these things that we're building up, the Bible talks about will mold, will rust, like they don't give life. Um, and, you know, you're like, gosh, Kirsten, they're just six, like get them the stinking toy. And I'm not saying you shouldn't get them the toy. I'm just saying that there are times in our lives where I've looked at my kids and they have this spirit of I need this, I deserve this, why don't you get me this? And I look back and I'm like, that that's terrible. But I realize that I am the root of why they feel this sense of entitlement because they I have given them <laughs> these things. And so sometimes we see things in our kids and we recognize it as being something that is not a fruit of the spirit. That is something that we, if other people saw, we would be embarrassed by, but we aren't willing to make the change because it's just easier to give rather than to correct. So I guess in all of this is what I learned is that they, they will only know what they know. And so if in our home, it's one gift and you're, and this is what we're grateful for. And we create these other traditions that we'll talk about that have nothing to do with getting, receiving a gift that becomes their normal. And, you can create that and you can change it. Let's say they had everything in the world in there or whatever. It's just, you just don't, you're coming, everyone's going to be coming from a different perspective, but it's just like you create their normal. And so, and if you've done something one way and you want to switch it, I mean, that's okay. And it's a, going to be a new normal. And and I don't know, it just just be empowered that it doesn't always have to be about the gifts. And I said it wasn't about the gifts and I said it was about, you know, the birth of Christ, but my actions were not displaying that. Yeah. And so, you know, we're just all learning and trying to get to do this thing a little bit better.
0: So, yeah. And so I'm usually not even around for, for Christmas. Uh, usually I'm either practicing on Christmas Day or sometimes there's a game on Christmas Day. I'm working to some capacity because, as I like to say, when everybody's off, they got to be entertained. And so the entertainers got to go to work, um, except for about three times in my career, one of which I think I was I was injured. Um, mm-hmm. so, so I, I kind of show up and all these beautifully wrapped brown earth tone. <laughs> burlap bows. Um, uh, gifts are under the tree that look straight out of restoration hardware pages. And I'm always thinking, man, who wrapped these things? They are perfect. And I'm like, wow, it's a good thing. You know, number one, I don't get the gifts, but number two, I don't wrap them because if I were to wrap them, um, number one, they wouldn't be wrapped. But if they were wrapped, uh, they they wouldn't look very well. I can remember wrapping. I, I had one job. I had one job to get you a gift, and I got a gift, and I wanted to wrap the gift for you. And it was one gift; it was a perfect rectangle. It was um, a
1: perfect gift to wrap. It,
0: it, it was a perfect gift to wrap. I mean, not really. What What is a three dimensional rectangle? Oh, you got a key like and then you a got cu- a, it was a perfect. It, anyway, it had it had the right ninety degree angles. It should have been was perfect. It should have been, been perfect, and I, it, <laughs> the girls were looking at me like, "Daddy, you need some help with that because you're sweating." <laughs> I'm going sweat trying to wrap this gift. So kudos to you I, and anybody else out there who does the wrapping in the house. I just have to say I, I'm impressed because I, I couldn't wrap one gift, much less um, 20 gifts. You do a great yeah. job. babe. Thanks, babe. So when we started talking, we mentioned the fact that we were going to talk about some traditions. And, you know, Christmas is a holiday full of traditions. But each family, as we mentioned before, uh, kind of develops their own traditions. And I think that we've we've done that. Um, from the times when we didn't have any kids till now. Uh, I think the goal, and you've always said this before, you have this vision of you know years from now, when all the seven kids get older and they come back to the homestead and we're sitting around the fireplace with their kids and we start laughing and talking about all the great Christmas traditions that we had growing up Watson in the tribe of Benjamin. And, and so... <laughs> And so, so what are, what are some of these traditions? What are some of your favorites? I'll tell you mine after you tell me yours.
1: Okay. Well, okay. I'll tell you one that started before we had kids. So we would go to couples Bible study with the Patriots and the couple that would lead the couples study, Mr. Paul and Miss Virginia talked about some of the traditions that they did with their kids. And so I feel like some of ours, some of the ones that I've like held on to came from that discussion. And so one of them was the manger and they talked about how they searched high and low for a manger scene that had the baby Jesus not connected to the manger and how they would put the manger scene out and then um, all throughout the month of December, the the baby Jesus would not be in there. And then on Christmas morning, everyone went to go see if baby Jesus was in the manger. And so it's almost impossible to find a manger scene where baby Jesus is not connected to the manger. (laughs) And I remember we went to Israel before kids and they had all the places that you can go into the shops and they had all this woodwork, this wood stuff. And I saw a manger and the baby Jesus like sat on The piece of wood. And I was like, Benjamin, there's our manger scene. And so I remember buying it before we had children. And then as soon as we had Grace, I remember starting the tradition of putting up the manger scene, taking the baby Jesus off and out and hiding it. And then Grace had no idea what's going on. I was like, baby Jesus isn't in there. But as they got older, they'd be like, where's baby Jesus? Where's baby Jesus? Like, he's not here yet. He's not here yet. And then putting him out Christmas Eve, whenever we went to sleep. And that being the first thing that they look for when they come down the stairs, because the manger is already like, right, the scene is right there. And then they're like, it's Christmas, because baby Jesus is in the manger. And I remember that being, that's one of the things that I look forward to putting it out, because one, it reminds me of before we had kids, an idea that came from dear friends of ours, but then, you know, like how we planned for that like plan for just that to happen in our, in our family. And even as our kids are older now, you know, like they know baby Jesus is in there. I'm like, did y'all go see if baby Jesus is in the manger? And, you know, like just to remind but them. I feel like
0: one time, I feel like one time we were, we were scrambling a little bit because we, we might've lost. Did we lose Jesus one time? No, we never lost
1: Jesus. No, I think that one time, <laughs> no, one never time lost you Jesus. asked me
0: and we were no, kind of looking around like, where is Jesus it. at?
1: No, because I put him in a drawer. I remember what happened. I put him in a drawer, and one of the kids saw where I put them in the drawer. And, like, we found baby Jesus. So, I moved him, and then I couldn't remember exactly.
0: I was was about to tell him, look, he's omnipresent. He's already there anyway. (laughs) So, don't even even worry about it.
1: But, anyway that's one of my favorites. That's one of my favorites. And I'm so happy we have the twins who are still yet. Cause they, cause you know, Eden's five. So she kind of, you know, kind of looks forward to it, but like, you know, the other ones are a little bit older, but just for me, like I just feel like that's something that was done before they came and I'm just happy that they enjoyed it. And they one, do enjoy it. I
0: think one of the, one of the, uh, so for those that, that don't know, um, Kirsten loves pictures. You know, she is. When anybody asks, well, "What do you want to love?" Does she like a certain type of shoe? Does she like a certain vacation? A certain bag? Does she like that? No, the woman loves pictures of herself. No, I'm just playing. She loves pictures of of the family. You know, family portraits is really are, are really important to you. And I remember um, when we first got married, probably the first, it, really the first few years, and even throughout, we would always do Christmas cards, and. I, you know, I'm a guy. I didn't really think it was a big deal, but you would have a theme for the Christmas car. Like I remember when when we were first pregnant with Grace, the oldest, and the theme was the bun in the oven. And so we, we we staged it and everything. You were standing beside an oven, pulling it open. I'm standing like next to you, like you're pulling out, obviously, a bun that's in the oven. Like We just got really creative with it. And people started looking forward to the Christmas cars. I wonder what they're going to do this, this year. True. Eventually, the Christmas cars got so crowded that we really couldn't have anything fun other than a bunch of people's faces on there because we couldn't do anything <laughs> creative because they were taking up all the space on the car. But the, the Christmas cars, to me, um, you know, were a great tradition. And, and I think that, you know, some years we just didn't do it. We've we were, we'd been moving a lot. and, and
1: Only one year. Yeah, yeah was only, only one year. you're right. I've
0: missed. Yeah, you're right. One year. It
1: was, was a hard year. year. One years, year. So. But every year, we've always done a Christmas card. It has card. to be
0: seen if we're doing it this year. But the Christmas <laughs> card tradition, I think, you know, and people do a lot of different things. People people send Christmas cards uh, with just their kids on it. Some people send cards, uh, you know, they may be... Uh, Uh, Just just a a little postcard or something, just some way, I think, for people to keep up with your family, see how the kids have grown, see what's changed in your life. You know, those are fun. And then we take those cards and put them on the tree as well.
1: Okay, so let me give you all a great hack for Christmas cards. So you get these Christmas cards and you don't know what to do with them. Either you put them on your mantle. I see people hang them up or whatever. But we actually would put them on the tree. And so you kind of spread them out so they become decorations on your tree. And then you take them down. When you take your tree down and you're like, what do I do with these Christmas cards? I hate to just throw them away. And I also hate to just keep them because you'll have like a lot. So what you can do is like every week you take pick one from the stack and you just pray for that family for the week and so throughout the rest of the starting in January you just go through your Christmas cards you pray for that family and then you can throw them away or whatever but it's a way to kind of remember the families that send you the cards and pray for them just a little hack that has been kind of cool for us to do with all the Christmas cards that you get so yeah I love Christmas cards I love taking pictures Um, I just feel like it's a great way to to remember that I like my kids (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> some of them are so nice you'd feel bad throwing them away but i'm like we can't keep I know. these things forever
1: i know it's hard it's hard okay so there's another tradition that are, we asked all of the kids what their favorite traditions was and the, what their tra- favorite traditions were and they came up with like 15 so we're not going to go through all of them but one of them that they love is called light them up and <laughs> my dear friend courtney DeFeo came up with this and you all can Get all of this information at lightemupaxe.com, lightemupaxe, A-C-T-S, dot com. And basically what we do every year is we go out and we print out these little cards that say thank you for serving our family, we're praying for you, we appreciate all you do. And basically I, I print those out and I put the little strips on candy canes and then we would go to the grocery stores. Um, We don't go to the grocery store now because everything is delivered, but um, especially when they were young, when we would go into a grocery store, we would stick out because it'd be me and four kids. And so I'd be carrying one and three of them would be like in the cart. So we would, I remember specifically when we lived in Ohio, we would walk in, we'd get in the you know, the cart that fit us all, and then we'd go through, we had to stop at the deli, because the lady behind the deli would always give them a slice of cheese. Then we would go <laughs> to the bakery, and they'd get a small little, th- little cookie, and so we had these places that we would stop along our way while we were grocery shopping. Well, we would go back to the grocery store, and my kids would hand out candy canes to all the workers, and they would say stuff like, Merry Christmas, thank you for how you serve our family, this kind of thing, and they would help them say, you know, Merry Christmas, and the kids would go and, you know, the people in the deli, the people at um, the bakery, all the cash people, and they would just basically say thank you to all the workers. Then we would make cookies, and we'd use these same cutouts, and we would make them stand outside and wait for the garbage men, and they would, you know, give cookies to the garbage men, they'd give cookies to the mailman, they'd give cookies to the UPS person, um, and it's just their way of giving back. And it's something that, you know, we have very, our first three kids are very much introverted. So it was very hard for them to do, but it was just encouraging them that we have to say thank you. And this is a great time to do it. And it's funny because we lived in New Orleans and did it. We left for two years and came back to New Orleans. And the house that we were in the second time was very close to the house we lived in the first time. And the garbage men remembered they're like, hey, we remember those cookies you used to give us. Are you, are you doing that again? I'm like, kind of takes it away when you're asking me for the cookies. It takes away the pleasure of doing it. But it's just those things that they remembered. You know, the FedEx guy remembered our kids giving them something. And so it was just nice. It's a nice way for your kids to get involved with giving back and saying thank you to the people that provide a service for you that never get thanked. Um, so it's lightemupaxe.com. Courtney has done a fantastic job with all of everything you need. You just need to print it out, access to a printer, cut them out, make your stuff. And it'd be a great way for your kids to give back.
0: Love in action. That's what yeah. it means. Love, love in action. It. And you're right. It was so funny going back into that Whole Foods uh, grocery store that we would go to in New Orleans on Veterans Highway and walk in there years later after we had left and come back and people in there saying, I remember when your kids did that. And so, Mm -hmm. I mean, part of that is encouraging, but also part of it is sad that we don't say thank you enough. And as a society, we just don't. And so, you know, if it takes Christmas to get in a quote unquote Christmas spirit to do it, um, I encourage everyone to do that, continue to do that. I, I've enjoyed, um, I didn't grow up doing a lot of Advent, but you found this this Advent um, calendar that really starts from it kind of starts from December 1st and it goes all the way through Christmas and each day there are different ornaments that we put up with a certain verse there's a verse from the Old Testament and a verse from the New Testament showing the prophecies about Christ and so you know in the beginning it talks about you know the, the, the stump the root of Jesse it goes all the way through uh, the Old Testament and then on the final day obviously it talks about Christ being born but I love the way that it walks through scripture and shows that the birth of christ was not something that simply happened in a silo and was a great event that happened no this was predicted and prophesied from the very beginning Mm -hmm. and so there was an excitement for people as they led up to christ always wondering the next year and the next year and the next decade and next generation the next hundred years is this going to be the generation that sees the christ child the messiah come and we walk through that in this, in this calendar. And then there's a a tree, you put the ornament on the tree. The kids always fight over who's going to put the ornament on the tree. We, we, we got it. We got to get a, we had to get a system for who's going to put the ornament on the tree, the Advent ornament, but, Every year we've done it, and the amazing thing is, like any tradition, when you do it enough, whether it's mm-hmm. eating a certain food during a certain time of the year, whether it's a certain, you know, going to see the lights on Christmas, whether it's certain pajamas that you wear, whether it's to light them up, whether it's, you know, uh, our, our charity or organization doing our, our big benefits on Christmas, the kids start to look forward to all these things that happen during Christmas, and so even the Advent calendar—it's the same verses every year. We've been doing it not that long, maybe five, six years or so. Mm-hmm. But now there's a certain expectation, and I don't know what there's an expectation. There's also an understanding of the the importance and the breadth of the Christmas story that kind of bleeds outside of simply that day and showing them the lead up and the excitement of what's about to happen and how it affects um, how it affected all of mankind for eternity. So that's, that, that's, what that's one of my, one of my traditions that I love. And y'all love to sit there and watch cooking shows.
1: <laughs> we do. We, <laughs> we love some holiday baking championships up in here, but I, I think you, you make a great point. It's just that, you know, you come to the realization that the presents are nice but like, what are the real things that people remember? Maybe it's the Nintendo, that one special gift that you remember, or the bike that you remember, or for me, it was the Barbie Playhouse and I remember walking down and, and remembering seeing that. Yes, absolutely. Those things are important. But I tell you, when I ask my kids, what are the things they look, listen, or, or they look for, they can't wait for for Christmas, the, the presents came later. Like some of these other things that we're talking about, oh, we love going on PJs on Christmas Eve. And then, you know, going to look at lights in our PJs and it's night and it's dark. And, you know, it just, those are the things like when Benjamin says, like this whole idea that I have of sitting down when they're older and they're kind of reminiscing on Christmas, you know, I, I want them to remember what it smelled like, what food we were making and how we enjoyed that and um, some of these other traditions that we talked about. And yes, the gifts are nice, but there are other things that we can do that are just about about your family, about being part of God's family, about God's family starting through prophecy, um, that happened in the Old Testament and finally happening happening because he sent his son Jesus into the world. And I think those are the things that I really want my kids to remember and to think about and to be able to reflect on and hopefully take some part of it and make it their own for their families. And so I think that's that's really what it comes down to when we're talking about christmas and and what it means it's it's so fun to share with other families and take a little bit here and take a little bit there um, and make it your own but just really realizing that you know santa's great the elf on the shelf fun fun things that they can remember as well but gosh the story of jesus that's that's pretty amazing and how can we make sure that becomes the center and you know everything stems from that
0: Amen. Amen. So, final thoughts. Uh, final thoughts on on Christmas traditions and gifts. Um, you know, for me, I think some of my takeaways are, are discuss 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 the gift giving process. You know especially as you move around, you get older, where are you going to have Christmas? What in-law are you going to spend Christmas with? <laughs> Which one are you going to spend Thanksgiving with? Uh, where are you going to have this celebration? Is it going to be at home? Is it going to be at somebody else's home? Is it going to be out of the country? Is it going to be a destination? Communicate. Communicate about expectations. Mm-hmm. we got to head off these arguments before they get started. And so we haven't always done it correctly, but, but, but I think that that we did it in a way where where now there's an understanding and where feelings don't get hurt and and keep the first thing first. Like you said, Kirsten, first things first. This is, this is about this holiday. um, It's truly a holy day. It's truly a day for everybody to celebrate. Um, God became flesh. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. We've seen his glory. Um, This is about Christ. It's about the birth of Christ celebrating that and what that means for all of us. For God so loved the world that he gave his son. And so while we celebrate Christmas and we enjoy the gifts and all those sorts of things, we got to keep the main thing, the main thing um, mm-hmm. uh, amongst it all. And it can get, it can get lost. So the goal is not to let that happen.
1: Yeah, no, I think that's good. Uh, all those things about communication, family, those things just make Christmas time really tough. And I don't know. I just I'm trying to figure out how to be more like him. Have my kids see him more, um, and just just keep the focus in the right place. Why or why not? Yeah, here we go, guys. This one relates to gifts. Go ahead, Benjamin, say it.
0: Well, okay. <laughs> you you know you probably so all right so christmas we all know the date of christmas December 25th doesn't change every year it could be october and you probably already got christmas gifts already this is true exactly and so (laughs) i don't understand why you're doing that like i would say you know why not since you're why not you know why not You know, wait a little bit to see if the gifts are actually going to fit your kids before getting them three months before. Why? Why? Why get stuff so far in advance? I'm like this. I'm like, why? Why should you? Why should you do that?
1: You have totally flipped it around. The question is, why do you wait to the last minute to buy gifts on occasions that happen on the same date every year? Like you know when our anniversary is, you know when Christmas is, you know when my birthday is. I'm just trying to figure out why we are sitting here scrambling for gifts on dates that occur every year.
0: I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why because sometimes a better deal is coming. Oh, stop. If you if you just wait a little bit, <laughs> Ever. Sometimes prices come down, options go up, and you can get a better deal, number one. Secondly, I wait. This is why I wait, because I might not want to get you what I did want to get you, depending on how you're <laughs> acting at the moment. So I might need to change my gifts. If I get you this one gift four months before your birthday, or four m- months before our anniversary, or four months before Christmas, and then you're acting a fool, you Mm-mm. know, two weeks before, that's terrible. I, I want to get a gift that's... that's, that's <laughs> I want a gift that, that is right for the time. Whatever. And, you know, <laughs> your money might change.
1: Listen, four months. We're not talking about four months. I got stuff
0: to do. But I, I, listen, I don't like, Look, look, I, listen, I, I, my, I can only handle... I have certain bandwidth for so much. And so, for those of you that don't know, I will always have the gift on time. This is true. I, but
1: you stressing I, out
0: I, the whole I time. Don't, I don't miss flights. I just get there in time just to walk on the plane. That's my, how I like to do my gifts.
1: Listen, people, the people who think like I do... Why not save yourself the headache? Why not save the money on overnight shipping and just get the gift a little earlier? But see, people like you in.
0: also, people like you also have to hide these gifts everywhere. <laughs> and so you're always walking around behind me. Where are you going? Why are you looking in the cabinet? Why are you going to the bathroom? Why are you taking a shower? Why are you looking in your own drawer to put on your own drawers? That's why, so why, are you, why are you going in your car? Because you hiding <laughs> gifts everywhere. And so if you would just wait and get the gifts later, then you won't have to worry about hiding everywhere. So, all
1: right, I'm done. I'm done. Why, why do, oh, do that?
0: No. Why put yourself <laughs> through all that stress? I'm just chilling, dealing with my, doing what I got to do. And then I Listen. get the gift and I give it to you and I wrap it. It takes me an hour to wrap it, but then Let's, I give it to you.
1: <laughs> there are people who I know are on my side on this and just don't wait till the last minute because they're thinking of the person and knowing and anticipating it. So they get some, they see something that you would like. I see something that you would enjoy. And yeah, maybe it is two months before, but I'm like, you know what? He's really going to like this. And guess what? If something comes up, Later on, guess what? I'll just get that too. But I know mm. that I have seen something and thought of you, and I just get it. I'm just saying, why not plan ahead? Start looking a little bit, be- look, just start looking more than a week before the event is about to happen. Oh, no, 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 out. no, 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 no. I
0: do look, I write down all my notes in my notes app on my <laughs> iPhone. So I do know what you want. I just haven't pulled the trigger. Look, oh. Mary. Merry Christmas, y'all.
1: Yes, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Do your gifts early. Just
0: saying. This is why.
1: Or why not.
0: With the the
1: Watsons.
0: Thanks for listening to Why or Why Not with the Watsons.
1: Make sure to subscribe to our podcast on the podcast app of your choice and leave a rating and review.
0: Also, follow us on social media. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Benjamin S. Watson.
1: And you can follow me on Instagram at underscore Kirsten Watson underscore.